the greatest generation. This sense of purpose, this sense of cause, this sense of why. But then they came back from war, and most of them had grown up during the Depression, and they wanted to now experience life a little bit. They wanted to buy some stuff and sort of, you know, care about themselves a little more. They'd been giving so much their entire lives. And so the 1950s came. And the 1950s were defined by responsibility, going out there and giving the same kind of loyalty to your company as you gave to your country or to the cause. And we know what the 50s were like. Everybody gave and you devoted your life to the company. The problem is, as we started to become more affluent and the wealth of the, of the country started to grow, that sense of purpose and that sense of cause and that sense of fulfillment and that sense of trust and that sense of happiness didn't grow with it. And this is bad, this is confusing. And so the 1960s, we responded to it. And we thought, well, this responsibility thing didn't work, so let's try irresponsibility. And the hippie movement was born, right? And the reason the whole hippie movement could exist in the first place is because the country was wealthier, so we could afford for people to drop off the grid, and our parents were wealthier, they were more affluent, so they could pay for us to do it. But we didn't get that sense of fulfillment. And so the pendulum swung again. And then we had the 1970s, the me generation defined about looking out for your own happiness and everybody had to have a guru and it started to become very very selfish but that didn't really work either and again the whole time we're becoming more affluent and more affluent and yet that sense of fulfillment and happiness and trust is not growing with it and then the 1980s still that sense of me but now business was cool again and in the 1980s we started to see something that had never been seen before in the 1980s we started to see companies using people to balance the books this had never happened before, where they would use layoffs to make the numbers work. People to make numbers work. And then the 1990s came about, and dot-com, about the most selfish behavior you could find. Everyone wanted to get rich regardless of anything else. And again, the split continues. The only thing that happens, the only thing that really grows in organizations or societies that go through a split is that the distrust increases. We become distrustful of each other inside our own organizations. We become so what he's been able to do throughout the past couple minutes is do an historical analysis from the 1950s and I think right now he's on the 1990s of four different decades articulated through the split, which is the point of this visual aid. This visual aid was not there just to describe the trade-off between time and money, but rather it was there to be used as a visual aid that will be able to impact every single example that he talks about in the speech, which is a really, really awesome purpose for a visual aid. And he's doing very good quality analysis. So he's going through the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and how each one is contingent upon the one before that provides reasoning for why the other one is good. So the reason the 70s were able to be about me is because our parents had more money so that we people were able to afford it. We didn't have to focus on things like the war. So there were really good examples that are historical that really add a level of ethos and credibility to the public speaker who's being able to articulate these examples combined with the visual aid that is correlating the split or his original concept with all of these examples. And that's why I really like the value of this visual aid and how it enhances the presentation as well.